Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Christie's Third Nipple. The podcast is unnecessary as our very own Twitter account, apparently. So much so that we <laughs> have the evil teat of Mark Zuckerberg with both hands and we'll be sucking that bad boy for all it's worth. My name's Kieran and I'm joined as ever by Darren. Hello. And Tarek. All right. And if this sounds See, like... Oh. A mo- Sorry, when you go. <laughs> as I say, as you pointed out with the Facebook thing, I think maybe people would have followed their Twitter be anonymous, but probably what their, their people want their names and faces associated with Christie's third nipple. So thanks a lot, everyone. <laughs> it's, it's taken off. It's like four times as many Facebook followers as we do on Twitter already. So, uh-huh. and yeah, so if this sounds like I'm winging it in this episode, probably because I've just attended an online burn supper and I'm a few drams to the good already. But stick around. We'll tell you what we've been watching over the past couple of weeks and rummed it up with a review of the Coen Brothers dark comedy Burn After Reading. Uh, we've also parked Doran 60, 60 seconds for a new feature, more of which will be revealed later. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Good. You still uh, on the drums just now? After your arm. Excellent. My, my still a good thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I had a nice wee burn supper here as well. It was uh, nice and decent. Introducing um, mother-in-law to some haggis, neeps and tatties. <laughs> <laughs> which she just turned her nose up a bit. <laughs> I think that's almost Scottish citizenship right there, being served that. <laughs> I did try my best to say the O to a haggis, but... Nah. Absolutely murdered it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been good. I think we should talk about our uh, little NHS trial, Tarek. Yeah. Um, a good deed for society. Yeah, we're guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Tarek have taken part in a vaccine trial. This vaccine is not one of the ones that's out there just now. And we've had a job and 50% of the participants in this get the vaccine, 50% get a placebo. So one of us could be vaccined, neither of us could be vaccined, or both of us could be vaccined. (laughs) We don't know yet. Both end up with uh, some type of superpower. (laughs) Or maybe if we're lucky, a little extra length length on our belly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you believe the, I think it's the Prime Minister of Brazil who said the vaccine could turn people into alligators. All right. So okay. you can have another surprise in the corner. Snap your hand off, Dan, me that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll come on to it later, but it could also be that bit of that compound V. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, he, let's start there now. Let's oh, start hook, line, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, sinker. Let's no. do it. Let's, let's, yeah. let's crack on with that, right? So, you guys have been nipping my head to watch the boys. I quote mm. you guys, this is the best thing ever. It's fucking amazing. You really should watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You stand by the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do even in the, yeah, I'm, I'm the standing by them yeah, definitely even in the adversity of your laughter yes we stand <laughs> couldn't by. help it couldn't help it right first of all my first feeling was watching that was fuck A Train man fuck A Train oh, yeah. yeah yeah fuck, fuck A Train and um, 
you might know where I am when I say fuck the Spice Girls pep talk honest oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the lowest point so far I've seen four episodes and that mm. if I'm going to sum up how I was going to try and like say what how I feel about this and then that happened I was like that's it right there fuck it uh, <laughs> it's, it's worse than it's, just... it's worse than it reminded me of um, Team America where he gives the whole uh, <laughs> dick's fuck uh, punts. Dicks fuck assholes. Dicks fuck assholes too. So you need dicks around to keep the assholes in check. That's one of the best monologues ever. That was so bad. It's like, fucking, like, they're they're meant to be saving, I don't know what their motives are yet, just to get rid of all these superheroes, but, um, uh, look, there's there's parts of it that are pretty cool. Yeah, some they're, pretty they're cool not scenes. heroes by the normal standards. Mm. No, I liked. It was uh, pretty satisfying. Like the anti the guy. Show. Yeah, it was pretty satisfying when the guy blew up the superhero because he had mm, an explosive in his arse. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. When yeah. that went pop, that was yeah. Yeah, I liked that. Um, I conversely, I even liked when his lass got killed as well, and his girlfriend got killed. So that was pretty cool. So there are pretty cool, like cool scenes in it and that. But I think overall, yeah. if you're going to put oh, a cheese on it or fucking grade on it, it would be seven plus. I don't think you've you've really gone to the heart of the matter yet. But I, I was hooked from the first scene, and I I, I thought you liked uh, Butcher a lot. Oh, yeah, I haven't even mentioned him yet. I thought, apart from the pep talk, <laughs> I think just like there's so many good moments already. Like when he comes and translucent attacks uh, the boy in the shop, and he comes in with like a the car and just smacks him with the car, <laughs> <laughs> and then just like it just hits on the crowbar and everything like that. Yeah, I thought you would have loved that. <laughs> I yeah, think, yeah, know that we've got you into like the fourth episode. The fact that you've got to the fourth episode this quick um, says that you're 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 enjoying it more than you're well on a bit. Yeah, um, and it does get better every each episode. Is it's definitely a winner. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think I'd ever laugh so much at a dolphin getting run over either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nothing ever works out for the deep yeah. <laughs> well he got a blowjob out of it so it's kind of be that bad uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't want to say anything because I can't I can't remember what happens in yeah it episode 4 I think so yeah I'm definitely definitely keeping my mouth shut on it right yeah well I'll keep you updated um, I seem I've sat down t- twice so it's like two episodes and then two episodes um, mm-hmm. no every night I get to do that but when I can I will um, and I've I, I parked um, Rake for, for you guys so that's a big deal oh that's that's big deal oh, yeah. big deal oh. Rake's like <laughs> what, five seasons or something it's, it's fucking mental mm. um, but as I say consistently good though anything uh, else you guys have been watching you want to go first that's on you go mate well, yeah, just quickly, another uh, previous mention on the show. Um, I've finally got around to finish Queen's Gambit. And I will say it is everything you guys said. I'm not going to 
they're going to take a crap on the show, like, <laughs> like John did on the voice. But I, I, I'm in, I'm in the in crowd now, so I understand it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you go now, Tarek. Uh, you pick, you dusted off the chessboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just been teaching uh, as he held to play chess the last couple of days as well. So oh, on the back of Queen's Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. tennis That happened once, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I managed to eventually finish um, Trimmy. I had oh, one episode left, and really? yeah, really? Uh, and the one episode that I was waiting to go and watch, I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, but it took us weeks and weeks, and I finally managed to get around to getting that dusted off. And uh, Trimmy's brilliant. I, I, um, I think I might have said this to you previously, Kieran. It's not a TV show I would go back and rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. just like The Wire and just loads of Game of Thrones or anything like that um, it's a good one watch TV show, uh, great tunes great characters, the way the plot moves all, all the way through it, it's just yeah now you mentioned um, that uh, taking it back to a previous conversation before the book Small Axe, it's more episode 2 it's more the second film than it is the first film aye yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great mm-hmm. to see it's great to see, and there is there is like um, like character, you know, progression and and all that sort of shit. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad you watched it. I've got tons wow. more from the same the same guys who made uh, David Simon, who made the uh, wrote the wire, wrote for me. Uh, get on the deuce now. No, that yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start that. Um, but we started um another one. It was a B- on BBC One. We've seen um David Tennant on Graham Norton a couple of weeks back and he mentioned that he was doing um this thing called Staged. Um it's him and Michael Sheen, the actors. It's just like thirty minute episodes and we've been in hysterics all the way through it. So it's about David Tennant and Michael Sheen, um, two th- uh, theatrical actors and they're, they're, they've got a play and they're just waiting to go and start um, rehearsing it and then boom, the pandemic happens. Um, and they're good friends. You can see that they're good friends. They've been kind of talking through it and the creator of the, the or oh, sorry, the director of the play decides to get in touch with Tennant and say, look, I want to get ahead of the game here. I want to start the, our rehearsals and we'll just do it on Zoom. And he's like, really, Zoom? And then they just had a wee back and forth and they decide to go ahead with it. And it's just the three of them, vast majority of the time. It's uh, the director, Simon Evans. He's the, he's the creator of Staged and the creator of the play essentially and it's just about them three just kind of going through pretending well trying to do these rehearsals and they get some absolutely massive massive stars involved in this um and it's just so funny some of the some of the um some of the chat is a, bit, a wee bit kind of playish a lot of kind of um some of the wee in jokes but no it's it's good, hearty, fun. Um, definitely give it a wee bash. I think there's there's only like 14 episodes in all, like 30 minutes. We're already halfway through the second season, me and the wife. So, yeah. Um, if you get a chance, 
BBC iPlayer staged. Give the first couple a wee watch and see what you think. I guess it's easier for the big stars to come on if it's just a, if they get sent a link rather oh, than yeah. <laughs> get sent a plane, you know. <laughs> I do like uh, David Tennant. Exactly. Just, uh, just come yeah, on, just send us a wee video on this. Yeah. This is great. We could try to reach out to them as well. <laughs> uh, exactly. I'm sure we could get Tennant on. Local, local man. Just down the road. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, something that um, I've watched more times than I care to count and just on repeat, but notably, I got dad to start watching was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's this uh, kind of sitcom. And (laughs) I'm actually quite proud because years ago I got my friends onto it. And now I've got I've got my down to it, and now I'm speaking on a podcast trying to get other people onto it. It's on <laughs> it's on Netflix, and it's just consistently one of the funniest shows like, ever. And it's <laughs> it's something that like uh, you know you have like uh, sitcoms like The Simpsons stuff that are more kind of family friendly. This isn't that as much, but it's, I wouldn't say as bad as South Park or Family Guy. But the humor is always rooted in how bad the people are. And how yeah. selfish and how manipulative and how awful, like they'll uh-huh. tackle issues like abortion or stuff like that. But it's not really about that. It's just how how horrible the characters are, <laughs> and two of the guys are using an abortion rally to try to pick up girls, <laughs> and they try to go from one side. <laughs> one side's pro choice. The other side's the I've got the name Depending on where the hard but... girls are, they just switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can just see it's a hard it's just sell. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But the show has actually been extended for another two seasons, I believe. So it's probably be, it's making it one of the longest. I think be the longest like live action sitcom. Um, Jeez. Running. I mean, we are so. Or something, yeah. So when Darren's over at mine, we'll watch. We've started watching it. So we're only like four or five episodes in, um, but. I think I think it'll get better, but you can really see how low budget it is. But it doesn't take away from yeah. what it is. Like, they don't try to be anything else. They are just it's yeah. just like they only need what they need and they do everything that they are with it. Uh, is it still uh, the same characters or is it still the same actors from like the first yeah. season or the refreshed and oh. uh, it's the same and um Darren DeVille makes a well, makes his debut in season two and then he's on for the rest of the show. But it is, as Dad said, it wasn't really high budget. They would put it on like uh, like a cuff channel no one watches and they put it on the dead of the night, the first season, and give them the money. And then they're like, either we pull the plug or we're going to have to get a big actor in on it and like to boost ratings for the show. And they were quite worried that some prima donna was going to come in and say, I'm not doing that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make the show like this or I walk, you know, like pulling leverage over them but they got died the veto and he was just like nah anything you want I'm game and you'll see that done in the later yeah, seasons I'm looking forward to that looking forward to that Danny DeVito, eh? I'm hoping he's like a is... touchy uncle or something <laughs> <laughs> but you'll, you'll see how he fits into the gang but yeah like there's just some words that in it they're just so quotable and I don't know. Me and my friends just get into situations that are like, oh, it's like that episode of Sunny where I never realize how horrible <laughs> we are or like 
what other shows we should be probably be replicating more. Maybe a wee bit further ahead than you guys. Yeah. Maybe about seven or eight episodes in. So I know worth picking it back up and giving it another run. It's yeah. a lot of episodes, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. still been going. That was when I was watching it. I was like it was set back in the early nineties. So uh, there's the early two thousands. Yeah, it was just was like it early two thousands. Yeah. It's funny well, you like we bring that up. Is it a good coincidence because um, it's been likened or our main film today Burn After Reading has been likened to it in a way that none of the characters are particularly likeable you know they're yeah. all kind of selfish yeah. just go after their own means but um, we'll get into it later but I think there's a distinct difference between them the, these two things um, uh-huh. yeah, I'll we'll get into that later it's always Sonny's been famously compared to uh, Seinfeld they are called Seinfeld on crack <laughs> right. So if you're a Seinfeld fan but want something a little crazier, <laughs> uh-huh. this is for you. I'd never got into Seinfeld. I was in the. To be honest, I've seen that clips. I'm, a bi- was, I'm a big yeah. Kirby Enthusiasm fan and I've only seen mm. bits of Seinfeld. Whereas you think that you wouldn't be if you. If you hadn't seen Seinfeld and a lot of. Uh, well, not a lot, but bits of Kirby Enthusiasm will go over your head. But um, yeah. I think it stands alone as, as a great piece of work anyway, Kirby Enthusiasm, whether you've seen oh, Seinfeld or not. <laughs> I've seen a few episodes that. I, it's always I fucking love it. Hilarious, yeah. Huh. It's, it's one of them where Leah just looks up and says, you watch a lot of shite sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> she said that about Sonny too. <laughs> yeah, she did. That's how you know. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's how you just know. And- you, uh, You've pitched it perfect. <laughs> and I hope yeah. you just turn on and just go, um, yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty. If you want to see... If you channel hop and, and you see curbs on, that's it, you stop there. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. But if you want to see like Larry David split into five people, five people it's, it's always funny. <laughs> that's what it is. It's like... They actually tease. They were the first making it. They wanted uh, Deandra to be like the voice of reason always, but they they just quickly scrapped that, and this made her as as just as awful as everyone else. Yeah, from what I've seen about Seinfeld, isn't isn't Jerry Seinfeld probably the straight guy? The straight yeah, guy in it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. There doesn't really seem to be that in Sunny. Uh, from what I've seen, D trying to get off with a high school jock is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get right to the provider then yeah Neil her colours yeah. to the master now and like but yeah it'll change your life I promise you <laughs> <laughs> it's a big big <laughs> <laughs> we're all about bold statements uh, oh, oh yeah <laughs> oh, definitely right, I'm going to fire in with a strong recommend and it's called The Serpent oh this is like from the right. outset, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for me. So it's 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 crime, it's true crime. It's set in mainly in Bangkok, where I've been in the seventies. It's my bag, it's my comfort blanket. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I I I will confess uh, when it came on, I was like, partly because it was Leah's recommendation to come for her friends or something like that, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'll sit on the fence, but it's ripping. I think I think once you get into it, it's it's just amazing. So it's it's 
true story about a guy who's based in Bangkok and sets about murdering, drugging and robbing and murdering uh, hippies, basically. Just people, backpackers and stuff like that. And he gets really extremely prolific with it. But he's so kind of charismatic in that he manages to take two people with him. So they do his dirty work and they, they bring him people who he can then rob. So he takes the money, the traveller's checks and their passports. Yeah. And and just keeps going. So you can switch to country to country. He'll kill someone and then he'll use their passport to leave the country. Uh, so it kind of leaves a, a trace that they have left Bangkok, they've left Thailand. And so when it comes to trying and find these people, no one can really do it. The paper trail just sort of goes dead. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's he's he's extremely clever. He's extremely fucking charismatic. But you've also got the fact that in Thailand at the time, um, the one guy who kind of catches on to him is this guy who works in the Dutch embassy. But you've got at the time you've got a lot of ignorance. You've got a lot of sexism. You've got a lot of people saying the hippies. I, I don't care. What does it matter if they've if they've died? They've probably just taken drugs and fell in the water. So he gets away with a fucking shitload. Um. Another thing I think is really well made, you've got a lot of flashbacks. So you, it's a, one of these put the phone down and watch it sort of series. You know, you, you can sort of scroll through Facebook and watch something, but you can't be this. So keep, 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 because uh, the story just goes back and forth so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I've watched the first episode of this, um, but I th- fell asleep near the tail end. Um, so I'm definitely going to, what I did watch, I was kind of gripped on it. Um, just getting too old for these type of late night watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely, you'll definitely be going back and um, picking this back up because, uh, but I didn't know it was a Leah recommend. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wish we, I wish, wish we could get them ratings on a, yeah. on players or Netflix or Amazon Prime. Well, she's just she just asks people and then repeats it. Like, she's not looking. Uh, at yeah, says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking yeah, yeah. really recommend this. But the way she said it to me is, this, there's this serial killer who just like kills backpackers from Bangkok. I was that sold. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we watched. It's like a it's a drama, but oh yeah, we watched that um, about um, the Dupont Group in West Virginia. And it goes to, it just shows you the length, not only how evil the company is, but how far they'll go with their endless money to cover their tracks and always, like, n- never face their consequences. And Mark Ruffalo, who was like a, he, he just made partner in a big corporation, uh, like a big lawyer firm defending corporations. So he's there, but he's not quite like a, a yuppie or anything like that. He's not a shell. So when he's he's faced with this, he he just he knows what he has to do, and then ends up just like dedicating his whole life to this, and to try and help people. But yeah, it's 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 a great it's great movie, and it's it's one of those ones that are like no way you just like each layer is peeled back of what Dupont are up to, and it's hard it's hard to believe that it's a true story, but it, it is, and it's it's just crazy, wasn't it, Dad? Yeah, <coughs> I mean, what was interesting was Mark Ruffalo played uh, 
the, this this lawyer who was interestingly on the side of these chemical companies in the first place, mm-hmm. and only by like a family connection was drawn into this farmer's plight, and just got more and more kind of pulled in by the. The, the fucking the damage that this company was doing. So he, he sacrificed his own health, his family, his career, everything to follow up this this lead. He was the only guy doing it, and it took him. Well, he's still doing it now to this day, he's still fighting. Um, yeah. yeah. And then so Mark Ruffalo played this character, and then we, another thing we watched was about Flint in Michigan where they were fucking poisoning the water, and it's yeah. Mark Ruffalo who was funding. Uh, a campaign group there to to do the same. So, yeah, I think water scene, isn't he? <laughs> well, I read an article field there in Springfield. <laughs> I read an article. I believe Mark Ruffalo just kind of heard about the uh, Dupont story in the news and instantly bought the rights to the movie and sat down with the lawyer. And I think he might have just been so inspired by that and uh, and the story that he just went. I'm not just going to be like a faker and just do it, like pretend to mm-hmm. care about it on the big screen. I'm going to do something about it. So he's helping the people of Flint in the real world and the people of West Virginia and the, <laughs> in the <laughs> fake world too. That's so. great, to, great to hear that they're actually pushing <laughs> forward with it and instead of just, yeah, sticking, picking up and get a, get as much money as we can from this uh, script, but he's actually taking it back to the government or whoever it is that's he's trying to... Sticking it to the man, yeah. Sticking <laughs> it to the man, that's all I'm looking for, that's yep. Right, okay, we're uh, going to ditch this now and we're going to move on to uh, a new feature, which will replace the Don. The Don will be back. Don't worry, fans, Don fans. The Don will be back, but we're going to do a quiz. <laughs> And I'm going to quiz, I'm going to put these two against each other on George Clooney, who stars in Born After Dean. And that's coming up next. And we're back with the replacement, temporary replacement for Dawn in 60 Seconds. And this is a quiz. I'm going to pit these two guys against each other. The prize being that they get to pick the film that we discuss in our next episode. Given that it's uh, Born After Reading that we're reviewing later on, I've picked this quiz to be mainly about one of its stars, George Clooney. Any of these like omnipresent sort of actors, nobody's favourite actor, but nobody dislikes him either. Charming. <laughs> always, yeah. always around. Good hand. <laughs> Safe pair of hands. He's, he's, yeah. He's always there with the Coen brothers at Toll. Oh. Last time. Whoa. Keep, keep whoa, that whoa, to yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yourself. Don't give away some. Right, uh, um, um, before we start, can we just, um, Dan, can you have your phone someplace where I can see it just in case you're I Wi Fi is off way there. Wi Fi is off to keep my stolen. connection. <laughs> so I've done I'll, the questions I'll that are, my phone like this. I've done the questions <laughs> that are quite similar. Okay. Um okay. nobody should no have choice, yeah. it, but but <laughs> let's let's randomize it. I'm not gonna pick somebody who goes first. So I've got question set one, question set two. 
Which which one of you guys wants to go first? Who which one wants to go second? This is great podcast yep. material, uh, but we'll let's do it. Let's do it. Audio, audio. Oh, it's just a shit. Right, go again. <laughs> I'm sure it's right. So again. Right, done. Oh, I'll let you take it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went scissors for the third time, made him move. Three scissors in a row. That's a bold move. Right, so Darren, do you want to go first? Do you want to go second? What's the... I'll go first. Right. Uh, what, I... what, what, what do you guys want? Do you, do you want... Uh, Darren to do the quiz and then me to give him a score first or a score after both of you guys have finished? Score, score mm. after. Score after. Build, a, build intensity. Right, okay. Yeah. So there's no time limit on this, but don't fucking fuck about. Don't sit on the phone and don't go away and find the answer mm. and ask all your friends and everything like that, right? <laughs> this nah, is for you two listeners. But you have to give an answer, right? No, no passes. Right. Just, just give an answer. Some of them are easy some of them are ridiculous some of them are thinkers okay question one question one George Clooney was born in what month um, November name the medical drama in which he made his name uh, Grey's Anatomy complete this movie title The Men Who Stare At Goats. In 2005, what t- uh, what TV guide? Oh, sorry, TV guide magazine ranked Clooney number one on what list? Um, is it uh, the most handsome man? Yeah, do that with like what actors? So I'm, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Which comic book character has he played? Uh, Batman. Name another actor in the Ocean's Eleven. It's not Matt. Brad. It's not Brad Pitt. Matt Damon. True or false? Clooney has voiced a character in South Park. True. Clooney won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in which movie? Hey. Uh, is it Burn After Reading? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know many Clooney movies off the top of my head apart from Born After Reading <laughs> name a movie directed by the Coen Brothers which Clooney has starred in uh, Fantastic Mr Fox has uh, last question has George Clooney appeared in The Simpsons yes okay uh, Clooney was born I should probably have just given these at the time but Clooney was born in May oh no the medical drama was ER oh no uh, you got uh, the men who stare at goats that was correct the TV Guide magazine ranked him in the 50s number one in the 50 sexiest stars of all time so I'll give you that because you said handsome all right, no, 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 sexy, sexy oh, is not handsome. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll show no, no. you the same leniency, yeah. man. I'll show you the same. I'm sexy. <laughs> you, you're handsome. <laughs> you, you don't get the <laughs> sex appeal is different to handsome. <laughs> he has played Batman. Um, who was your Matt Damon? Has it was in the eleven. He uh, has voiced a character in South Park. The yes. Academy Award that he 
for best supporting actor was for his role in Syriana. I don't know. Um, the movies directed by the Cohen brothers, which Clooney has starred in, are Old Brother Where Art Thou, Intolerable Cruelty, and Hail Caesar. So oh, no. That was, none of them was correct. And George Clooney has appeared in The Simpsons. So I make that one, two, three, four, five, six out of ten. Solid, oh. unspectacular. That's a big, yeah. just above average. Big numbers, and every single for a one of them questions um, are all the facts that I know about George Clooney. So I, I was thinking that. What See, questions I've got? My character's reactions to all the questions. Oh. I know that. I know that. I, I, like, know. Oh. I know that. I know that. Oh. You should have tried harder on this paper. rock paper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay, six to beat. Oh shit, we'll say we're going to do it at the end and I've just fucking done it. I know. Uh, right. I'm going to just tell you if you're right or wrong after each question here as well. We're cool. winging this. We're winging this. Right. Yeah. George Clooney was born in which US state? Georgia. Kentucky. <sighs> which coffee product does he advertise? Nespresso. Right. Complete this Clooney movie title. The Monuments. Men? Yes. <sighs> in 2009, Time Magazine included George Clooney in their Time 100 most what? <sighs> Influential? Fucking correct. Person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Smashing it. What's his uh, character's name in Ocean's Eleven? Danny Ocean. <sighs> name another actor in the Eleven that's not Brad Pitt or Matt Damon. Bernie Mac. Was he in it? Correct. Uh-huh. or false. George Clooney has appeared in Murder She Wrote. Oh yeah. I hope it's true because I love Murder Shiro. I really hope it's true. Your answer? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, correct. Ah, go on, Jessica. Clooney <laughs> won an Academy Award for Best Picture for his role as a producer for which movie? Producer. Mm. Oh, Christ knows. Midnight Sky. Just annoyed. Uh, no, some the answer is not. Argo. Argo. Yeah. Never got that. Apart from the Oceans trilogy, name a Clooney movie in which he starred alongside Brad Pitt. Born after reading. <laughs> oh shit! Apart from that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's rigged against me here. Rigged against me. Let's be started with Brad. I thought of everything with this quiz. (laughs) Um, Oh, fuck. I'm trying to think now. Him and Brad Pitt. Just keep going back to Ocean's Eleven, eh? It's not in Dust Till Dawn. Fargo, I can't see it. Nah. I've not got. I have friends, maybe. 
There's Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Eight, His Way, and Touch of Evil. And for all the geeks out there, there's a couple of like documentary type things that have both appeared in as well as as themselves, Mm. but I'm not bothering that. Uh, Last question. And I think you need to get this right to win. Otherwise, it's a tie, given what I can see so far. <laughs> Have the Cohen brothers appeared in The Simpsons? Oh. No. Correct. You're the one. Yes! Yes! So I'm making you got Nespresso, Monuments Men, Influential, Danny Ocean, Bernie Mark, Mother She Wrote, and this one. So one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, Ooh. seven. Well done. Seven, six. Seven. See? Not cleany like the back of my hand. <laughs> I would have got 10 out of 10 if I got Dan's questions. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good going, Daz. Yeah, well done. Oh, no, I need to think of a movie. No, you need to think of something we're going to watch next time. I've already got it anyway. Right, good. Okay. Now for the main feast, we are going to review Born After Reading. Right, so we're back to talk about the Coen Brothers dark comedy from 2008, Born After Reading. I wanna, before I set the scene with the number one song and that, I just want to get your guys' kind of first impressions of the film. None of us have seen it before. None of us have really heard much about it before. Just initial, just finished it. What did you think? Um, it was... It's not a movie that I'd be raving about to other people. Hmm. See, after watching it, I wouldn't be thinking, oh man, I've just watched something that's totally life-changing or just the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life it's it's just an alright movie um, it's got it has got its points it's got its moments um, where it's, uh, it's pretty funny I liked Brad Pitt's character and I uh, mm-hmm. thought he was cheesy and funny and and then just it's a wee bit quirky mm-hmm. the way it's kind of set out Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of kind of it's not, it doesn't follow the standard film kind of mythology. Nah, no, no, far from it. Um, yeah. Oh, um, well, I think I was just kind of like uh, <laughs> a bit uh, flabbergasted. I guess it's kind of like, wait, that's it? Yeah, that's the end. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I guess I'll, I'll make sure they're going for coming up. Yeah. Yeah, mm. we've right. talked about films that we've all kind of liked, you know, that we've yeah. all just been on yeah. board with. So this will be interesting because I was the same. I was the same. I picked it, but just because I seen Coen Brothers, I seen a hard Clooney in the thing, and I seen it said dark comedy. I was like, well, that's right up our street. Right. Let's just go for it. So 
the number one song in the UK at the time when it was released in the UK was the 17th of October 2008. Number one song at the UK, in the UK at the time was So What by Pink. Ah, finally one I've heard before. Yeah. <laughs> so what exactly? Yeah. <laughs> I know, Daz. We've, we've been going uh, before you were born on most of these ones, haven't we? <laughs> so you, you know, the, you know this song, yeah. Yeah. How's it go? Uh, uh, <laughs> you'll know too. You'll know too. <laughs> Pink wasn't P I N K. Pink was P. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark, yeah. NK. Ah, uh, so it's... So... Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. it The number one thinking Gwen Stefani. Yeah. She was spotter. Ah, yeah. Gwen Stefani or Pink? What Gwen? Gwen? She was no doubt, wasn't she? Gwen, yeah, Gwen yeah. Stefani, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we've seen them at Tea in the Park when she climbed the was side of the state. Was he Pink? Oh, Gwen Stefani, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, anybody that says pink needs a wee slap. <laughs> the number one film at the UK box office was, never fucking heard of this, The House Bunny. The House Bunny? The House Bunny. I didn't know the did porn yeah. in UK cinemas. Fucking <laughs> 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 okay, Hugh Hefner's managed to get himself in there somehow. <laughs> Get the, get the box office numbers. Be the house bunnies, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a rough period for cinema. That's going to be my next pick for next week. Heard <laughs> 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 of like October being a bit of a dump month for, for cinema. Mm. Uh, you got some horrors in there, so. Yeah, uh, surprised that. I suppose, yeah. But Born After Reading was quickly into number one just two days later. Yeah. So, this, this, you know, for all the kind of, I suppose maybe the Coen Brothers was, was a big pull, this, the cast, yeah. which we'll come on to, another huge pull. The number one film at the US box office was, again, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, what the f- are we, so are we? Are we? Are we thinking here? Oh, October is just not a good month for. Oh, yeah. I believe I got just, two, two or three movies that. Yeah. You, no, no, no. Hold on. How do you know this? Does are you? Um, <laughs> you got the you got the trilogy set in the house. <laughs> yeah, dust that off. That's what. Yeah. That's what my suggestion was going to be. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I really Plus, hope it was. I'm going to put you in the deep end here. Oh dear. Go and try and explain the plot to Bon After Reading to somebody who's never seen it. Oh God. Uh, okay, so um, a guy that works in the and uh, uh, was it the NSA or the CIA or CIA, some yeah. top uh, yeah, sure. um, thing is 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 kind of screwed over and quit for a like just for a. a a fake reason of uh, drinking too much. And for some reason, he's just kind of excommunicated from everyone. And so now he's at home and he's, he's a bit like some, some people nowadays where he, he just feels like he's at home, got nothing to do and rough. So he tries to make a, a memoir about, about his life. Uh, a podcast. But he's, <laughs> <laughs> a podcast, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but he's stuck at home with his uh, 
very mean wife uh, who's having an affair behind his back with George Clooney and somehow, one way or another, some uh, vital uh, information, top secret, falls in the hands of uh, George, uh, falls in the hands of Brad Pitt, who works in this gym and is his, his colleague. And so they start trying to blackmail them, uh, try to blackmail the guy um, with the with the information, and that's that's the far I can get without getting into kind of the spoilers or midway of the movie. But no, this is this, this, this is a spoiler. Uh, well, episode, oh, you just see the, the premise, episode, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you, you specify the premise, but yeah, think, that's yeah. that's the. And all I've added to that is that they try and after they try and. Uh, unsuccessfully blackmail them. They take it to the Russian embassy who they think it's going to just pay them for the information. That fails. Everybody's <laughs> cheating on everybody and then all roads leads to um, Osborne Cox, who's the, the CIA analyst. All roads leads to his house where the kind of clusterfuck plays out. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that, that sounds, <laughs> it's, it's very loose. Sounds and, more and, or less. Um, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's not even a thing where it all happens in the same same time. It it, it, it like several different showdowns <laughs> almost at this guy's house, one after the other. It's yeah. not the cast meets up. Oh yeah, so that's yeah. 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 So that's what I was talking about, where it's just not the, the right movie way of kind of doing things. There's, there's um, loads of things, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it takes about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes for you to actually understand anything that's actually about to go on or what's where these characters going or why you're getting to kind of know these little tidbits about each character. Um, but I did like that part of that bit about it. And then it just kind of switches back into a normal style kind of movie and it just takes you off to, and gives you the peak and then gives you how things are going to work out in the end. Um, so, yeah, the, the the wee bits and bobs at the start, I, yeah, I like that. It's it's so hard. I mean, the Coen brothers, just for a, another bit of background, they're coming just after No Country for Old Men with this. Mm. But, wow, really? The story goes that when they were writing and filming No Country for All Men, they were writing this. So they were kind of doing it simultaneously. Um, I, I love No Country. I thought this would have been one of the earlier hit and run, you know, trial and error kind of movies. Yeah, no, and it's... And uh, smashed out with the No Country. And this all, all, also no. follows uh, the, the, uh, the preceding comedy was Big Lebowski. Which, mm. you know Big Lebowski No Country then that's jeez kind of there may have been stuff in between Big Lebowski and No Country but Big Lebowski is, is a comedy then you've got No Country then this this is what they produce and they've got an all-star cast let me just go through it I've mentioned a mm. few of them already George Clooney who works for what was it a secret service or something um, yeah, he's like a bodyguard no, or something. Homeland Security, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. And or he, Marshall, and he US Marshal. That's it, US Marshal. And he has uh, <laughs> never fired his gun until he does. 
He said, 20 years of service never fired my gun. You know he's going to fire his gun at some point in the film. Francis yeah. McCormand, uh, who incidentally is married to one of the Coens, the Coen brothers, she plays, she is um, the, the, the gym colleague of Brad ah. Okay. Brad Pitt, she's got all the plastic surgery. Yeah. So her, yeah, her motivation is she's she's needing money because she's hit the end of the tether with her body. She thinks she needs plastic surgery to make herself feel better. Brad Pitt. So they two team up. They've got this information because somebody leaves it in the gym. They find it. And they team up. Brad Pitt's just in it for kicks. She's in it. For yeah, money. I still, I still mm-hmm. don't know who left it there. I don't even know if it's Osborne Cox's actual information because yeah, we never got, saw him in I've the gym. I've got someone on that as well. Let me just run through the rest so, of the no, cast because yeah, that's a big uh, thing for me, right? John Malkovich I'll, I'll, is I'll Osborne that one Cox. Then. John John Malkovich plays the guy who is writing the memoir, who loses the thing, who's mm-hmm. getting cheated on by his wife, who is Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. You've got Richard Jenkins who also works at the gym and has a massive crush on Frances McDormand, but he can't see that she's just a fucking airhead who wants a body change just to make herself feel better. She can't see the woods for the trees that she's got a perfect man sitting right next to her. And then you've got <laughs> J.K. Simmons, who is yeah. pretty high up in the CIA and is getting fed all these tidbits of what's going on here and doesn't give a fuck. He just wants... <laughs> he just he, wants he's he's standing for the audience. That's uh-huh. a great point. That's a great yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is when we are all confused about what's going on and to a certain extent don't care. You don't care about any of these characters because they're all selfish. They're all self-centered. They're all fucking... Mm-hmm. Stupid. Unlikable people and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Sincerely yeah. stupid. I I do kind of I did get a kick out of um there's one there's a bit where obviously the guy comes in, the suit comes in and says to Jakey Simmons all the information he's got. And so Jakey uh, asks some questions, trying to find out the logic, and he's like, I don't know, we don't know where. It's like it points <laughs> out like you have all these intelligence, but if people are just stupid and have like a weird connection with each other. Yeah, it, it just like it, it, there's no people that can track what happens next. And one of the jokes is that the, the this information that's on this disc, um, the people who've got it, Brad Pitt and Francis McDormand, thinks it's really important, so they try and like benefit from it. But the guys at the top are like, don't have a fucking care in the world about these people. Yeah, <laughs> George Clooney's walking about uh, thinking the CIA are, are after him. He, he is getting followed, <laughs> but he's getting followed by his wife. His wife has hired private investigators because she's cheating on him as well. And, and yeah, I didn't divorce. realize she was. I didn't realize yeah, she yeah. was cheating. I, I I thought she's hired the private detective to catch Clooney cheating. Not. I think she knows he is, but she's also cheating. You uh-huh. know that when she goes to Seattle all the time, every book tour, mm-hmm. she has to go to yeah. Seattle. It's because when she was on TV in Seattle with the guy, the presenter, the fucking white yeah. teeth, fake tan guy, that's him that she's sleeping with. I, I didn't start. catch that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a wee, there was a wee uh, scene where she uh, flips to them in the studio and she's... In the dress. I thought it was because they, they kept on like... <laughs> Because oh. there's a, a book that she's that she has a big hit, but they should try to get this new one out, but they keep on referencing mm. the big hit. I thought she was just pissed at them, like, I, I fucking told those people not to, stay, not to talk about my, the big hit <laughs> yeah, story. I just want this I, new I, one I out. So, the, so, uh, so the, the disc, how uh, everything okay. that was on the disc, for me, is, um, 
memoirs that he's yeah. just kind of typed loads of, it must have just been all his coding that he's just typed in there um, so his wife was trying to give our lawyer all his bank statements and his account details just financial before records, she yeah, actually yeah. yeah his financial records so she copied it all onto the disc and she handed it into ah. the lawyer and the lawyer's uh, receptionist goes to the gym and she loses the disc at the gym because when she's in the lawyer's office, he turns, yeah. uh, he calls through to his reception saying, where's the disc? And she she looks in her bag and the bag's whatever the name of the gym is. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, Our no, I've not, I'll just, yeah, that's it, our bodies. And uh, she's like, no, I've not got it. I'll just, um, I'll just get another copy for you and then. Well, I, I, why, if you're told this one in right, and you're and you're trying to divorce your husband, and you've been told by your solicitor go and get his financial records, why copy the memoir, and then why give that to this? Is is it the just, financial? She must records? have just copied. Yeah, oh, that, it that, must have been just. The... I think we'd like to believe it's the memoir, and and it's all these mm. names and dates of you know CIA shit. But then when Brad Pitt's sitting looking at the thing, and this is pretty funny, but when he's like, oh, it's all numbers and shit. Numbers oh, and funny as fuck. Numbers shit. and shit. It's all Actually, yeah, because there's a, there's a bit Is that the financial where, records? Yeah, it is because uh-huh. um, later on, the John Markovich, Osborne Cox, phones up, and he's 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 been like uh, the wife's been rumbled. He realizes uh, she's gone into his account and got all the mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And it, he he asks for the uh, well. He's been asked by the oper- operator like, "Well, what's the numbers like? How do I know these fucking numbers?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's, so. What Brad Pitt huh. thinks are coordinates to hidden black sites or assassination attempts is probably just like all the numbers you had to fill in for your bank account or. You know, when they ask you over the phone, what's your pin? <laughs> and all these, I think that's what it is. And it also and all the, kind of answers the question why the Russians didn't take it. Because there was nothing yeah. in there. If he's writing a memoir, right. memoir about his time, what was he, a Middle East analyst or something like that, there might be some yeah. shit there that they would take. If it's just these financial details, like, what the fuck is this? Don't need this. <laughs> I, if, he's, if it's, if it's a copy, they if it's about both... If it's a bit of his memoirs and then his financial records, then it's just like, what the fuck? We might need this because it might have some like CIA type fucking shit in it. And then it's just got all the gobbledygooky fucking numbers where they might think, well, what the fuck? Maybe we're on to something here. But yeah, Brad Pitt doing the shit in, on the on the call to Osborne Cox was funny as fuck. Yeah, oh, that's that, funny, yeah. I think, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely the funniest role Brad Pitt's played. Yeah, there's I've, a bit I, where... I don't he, think he's done a better, a funnier role than this. There's a line in Inglorious Bastards, which mm. I think is really funny, um, but he's like, this guy wants to... <laughs> this this Nazi oh, wants that... to die a hero. Oblige him. <laughs> I, do, I do like that. But no, no I, he, is, he is good in this. I, he, I thought, uh, he is, the he is like a bastard when he says... Buongiorno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking cracker line. Um, well. Yeah, he's he's great, especially when they're in the car, and um, he's trying to get <laughs> he's trying to get him to buy the or try to blackmail him and get the money from uh, Osborne Cox, Osborne and he, th- Cox. he thinks because yeah because he keeps saying Osborne Cox is <laughs> is, is going to intimidate the guy, and he just yeah. punches him in the face. 
My funniest bit of the film is that scene, right? And Oz, I've, I've taken the, the quotes here. It's Osmond Cox notices that this guy's just trying to blackmail him, right? And he shouts at him, if you ever carried out your proposed threat, you would experience such a shitstorm of consequences, my friend. Your empty little head would be spinning faster than the wheels of your Schwinn bike over there. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing that's a Schwinn. <laughs> I think that's probably the best thing that I would if I was saying to anybody to watch this if they were a Brad Pitt fan I'd say yeah watch it for him um, yeah anything else nah not really because he's yeah I mean, it's another kind of string in his oh, feather in his cap isn't it oh, yeah when, definitely He's played a lot of different types of roles, and this is another one. He's kind of like Clooney in a way. He's nobody's favourite actor, but you never sort of mind him being in a film. There's never, there's never been a real movie where you've got a massively emotional kind of connection for Brad Pitt, is there? There's no. I'll throw it just just for argument's sake. Alf, um, what's the one where he the the Benjamin Button is that what it's called? Benjamin Button. The Curious Case. Oh, size, uh, yeah, oh, actually, he's born old and then yeah, reverses as he gets older. Is, is that okay? Oh, uh, well, I've, I've never that? seen it, so I don't know. Oh, have you not seen it? Okay, no. um, um, I would probably say meet Joe Black. Well, that was another one I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the closest one that you would get. But I mean, he's no Denzel, is he? <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's. Not. <laughs> Not saying that he's he gets a weeping all the time, but I mean that's but um uh, for what <laughs> get with him. What, what standout moment is that um uh so Cooney goes back to Cox's house and then Brad Pitt's this snuck in trying to get uh, some more information because they realize what they have isn't isn't enough, even though they don't realise what they have in the first place. So he's sent back in there. And he's he's doing the thing where you know you hide in the the wardrobe and you see the guy you think oh he's either going to get scared or he's going to be okay, and then George <laughs> Clooney just opens it and Brad's like smiling just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pulls out his gun pops one right in the head is like wow. Absolutely rapid because touched on that earlier. George Clooney says about two or three times that twenty years of service in the U.S. Marshals, he's never had to fire his gun. But yeah. he did mention he, in, in one of his yeah. dates that you know it's like it's muscle instinct. Memory. It's like muscle memory. If the time uh-huh. comes, it will just boom. And all you see, Brad Pitt smile when he's caught. He's like he doesn't say fuck. He doesn't say sorry. He just. <laughs> he's just like a goofy smile <laughs> and within seconds boom he's like he'd, uh-huh. you know it just cuts to his head just yeah you don't see Clooney grab the gun you don't see any of that there's none of that it's just mm. the head but then it's Clooney's reaction to it after it he just runs away he's like oh shit because he yeah, doesn't yeah, didn't even yeah. realise that he's done it because that muscle memory has just kind of kicked in and he's just oh my he's kind of traumatised from yeah. it it's the first time he's had to deal with violence like that yeah yeah, and that's what I was on about how the start of the film just gives you a little kind of wee, wee clues um, before you even actually realise what the plot was kind of coming and it's, was, just it's a difficult film to like is it? it's a difficult film to like yeah mm. or love like, 
I'd say maybe there's, there's stuff to be learned from it. Uh, it's a Coen Brothers film. It's got this star cast who I don't think MD you could say oh, that that was it like shit performance by the actor. I think they all nailed it. Uh, John yeah. Malkovich always puts in a fucking yeah great performance. I loved every one of the performances. Uh, Fran- Frances McDormand, she's so annoying, you know, but she plays it well. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you have a car and, and then just point it at the CIA or the, the Russians or something like that, it's like, what, what could you do? The powers combined, like... And what do you guys think? Like, and you go down. Sorry, she ends up getting the gym manager, her boss, killed as well. I oh, know. That's where he, because he he like the most, or the most, um, the least stupid person until most reluctant. Yeah, he, he decides to. But well, he feels he for for um uh, for his employee, so that's why he's roped uh, in at the end. But that's because he was a priest before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that came random from. things like that. Yeah. Clergy who happens to be a manager at a gym thing falls in love with an employee. She doesn't see it and to win her love and to try and get Brad Pitt back. He decides to what break into somebody's house. What does he take? Yeah. A gun? Does he take a gun? Why, yeah. No. No. Was it? Does he take a weapon of some sort? No. no I think he's just gonna. He throws something at him to get a, to get away. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. he gets the gun pulled on him, and that's why he's there. He, he gets up. shot. He gets shot. Then he makes it outside and gets absolutely axed, which is yeah. a really brutal scene for a. Like a and it's <laughs> and that's the thing. It's kind of like a. It's got a dark comedy uh, edge when it's like he's the wrong guy. Like he should have been doing that to Clooney mm-hmm. if he was going to do it to anyone. But it's just the the summary at the end is just brilliant. That that that, like, a lot that, that is that is just one scene. Um, it's just he's just like so. He's just looking for the best out, outcome here. He, hopefully, yeah. everybody's just killed themselves, and we don't have to do anything. <laughs> and then it's just like so. Well, the last thing, oh, we need to we need to pay this woman's um surgery. Bill. Surgery, yeah, fucking yeah, just fucking get it done. <laughs> get him, get him like, off happily. What have you What have you learned from this? Sir? this. <laughs> what have you learned from this? Sir? Jake says, "Like, I don't fucking know." I think I think we've learned not to do this again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do we do? Absolutely, no, I don't, no. know. <laughs> don't know. Let's let's not question it. It's done. Yeah, and then that's when you see the file, and the file's got burned after reading. So it's just get rid of this. Shit. Oh, yeah. right. it's useless information. Yeah, nobody needs to know about this thing again. So let's let's. Uh, I'm go- there's there's not a lot of trivia that's brought into this. There's a couple of Easter eggs. You know mm-hmm. how um, Frances McDormand with her, her like dead weight um, date goes to the cinema and they see coming up Daisy or something like that. Yeah, same film. There's, on the poster of that film, it's got star and so and so, and there's a mention of Hail Caesar there, which is a which we've mentioned as a film later on that the Coen brothers did with Clooney. So there's little kind of wee tidbits there, you know, for, for, for geeks, but it's not a lot there. Um, Do the Coen brothers, I'm not, I've never really watched too many of the Coen brothers films. Um, do they kind of have other films in a twine quite regularly? Or is that just, do they just have their one films like 
Well, they've done like um, or, oh, they've, they've, done, they've done adaptations of books. They've done um, mm. like remakes, like True Grit as a remake. They've adapted oh. something from, but then they've done like their own sort of scripts, and this is one of them. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I I don't think they're they're looking for a, a multiverse or anything like that. But if <laughs> yeah. they if they do notes to their films, they'll just be that's it, you know, and be like, oh, I know it's that. Yeah, it's just a little clever. This film's in the yeah. same universe, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's any of that because, well, the, the, it's either them or Clooney that have dubbed three films that they've done together as the trilogy of idiots. And it's, <laughs> it's this one, it's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And it's Intolerable Cl- Cruelty. Um, <laughs> Any you seen that old brother without well? Maybe no. once, ages ago, and I think I need to revisit it, given what I've seen. Yeah, yeah I think I think I might go back yeah. and watch that. I think that's the only one that I would probably go back and watch potentially. But that's like Cornetto trilogy esque. You know, it's it's not the same movies, but we have the same people involved in similar similar tropes and themes, mm. like idiots and and with some Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, and uh, Nick Frost. So. I'll just be like mm. that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I th- probably along the same lines as that. Do you, there's another, there's another kind of theory out there that, that might pull all this together and give it some, like, reasoning. Is that this is a, just a spoof of a type of film like this? You, you know, mm-hmm. this whole, this whole, the, the 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 type of films where there's stories interlocking and none of them really mean anything. And it, the whole film's just kind of a waste of time. This is a spoof of that, so it goes even further. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not one that I'm on board with completely. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a bit of a, oh yeah, we planned to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad I saw this movie. It had, it had its merits, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's a bad film. And, uh, some about some out there, some of the Corn Brothers, so I can't I can't complain. Okay. If we were to okay. introduce a new thing for, for this section and just rate it and give it a burn, watch or buy rating, what would you guys say? I'd say watch. Yeah, I would probably say watch just um because I didn't feel like I need to burn my eyes out after watching it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was decent enough watch. It's entertaining. That's what you're wanting in a movie. A couple of laughs. Um, yeah. But I would also say you need to give it, I'd say, half an hour. And you shouldn't have to say that to a movie. You should be kind of okay. wanting yeah. to watch it That's more fair. than needing to watch the first first yeah. half hour. Does? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the same. Man. Just give it. Give it a watch. It'll be it'll be a bit of fun. No regrets. <laughs> I, I agree. I think there's like there's stuff to learn from it in terms of like movie making, script making, having an all star cast. But it just it, it just kind of floated between different types of films. I kept thinking of scenes in Tarantino movies where not all, not always do they scenes in these like big massive dialogues are like essential to the character or the plot development. Well, the plot development, mm. but they are essential to the character development. You get a lot of yeah. like conversations that don't go anywhere necessarily, but they're they kind of they draw you into the characters. 
Uh, and we yeah. mentioned um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia earlier, and I think that they're similar. None of them are really likable, but you it, it helps that you've got number of episodes to do this. But you are drawn in to at least care about these people in some respect. Yeah. And yeah. in this film, I don't think any sort of care is given to the trying to do it. Do that. It's trying to bring the audience in because none of these really mm. people are that likable. Mm-hmm. It's even Brad Pitt with short yeah. head. What do you got? You may be short I, I, I was. I, I think he, he was foolish and over his head, but I think he it got to a point where he was getting manipulated by the, uh, the woman uh, he was working yeah. with. Like, I mean, it I was his idea in the first them, place to blackmail it. He found that and he was the one that said, Yeah, he was the one that was trying to get money. And he doesn't. I, come I from, do. You know, I do agree with that, but after you got punched in the face, I think it's like my Tyson stuff. Like you have a plan until you in the face. I think uh, after the yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the quits. And um, it's after I, that, yeah. it goes too far and dies. So. I think that was the only person that I was actually really committed by was yeah, Brad Pitt's for. character. Yeah, and it's it's just after halfway in the film that he dies, and so. Yeah, it's kind of shocker. That's, that's you kind of just done it. It's Brad Pitt, you know. You don't expect him to die. Is this the guy you, you call in for like a week to to, to film and then <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to see you later? <laughs> no. Well, no, I think that's uh, we'll all say would watch it, but wouldn't rave about it, would we? Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I'm still so on that note. Um, I'm away for a run. <laughs> you're right. you think I can get a run in? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know that's what I used to, yeah. There's loads of really cool... I bet you if you watched it again, you'd get more out of it. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I think that's, there's, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of wee bits which are funny, but it's that's it. There's just there's Isolated not enough connecting. That. Yeah, there's not enough connecting between those little funny bits. Yeah, I, th- I think so, some of the um, like, the conversations could have went longer, like Tarantino's do. Just just mm. carried on. There was a scene where it was oh that that was good stuff. Go go on. It would just stop. It'd be another meaningful thing, and then go on. And yeah, Mm-mm. none of this joins up. None uh, of this like brings. I'm up. glad to to find the, the the gif of Brad Pitt dancing with the, with the earpods in his ear <laughs> and he's got the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I finally located where that's from I'm like what is that from is that Brad Pitt who is that <laughs> yeah uh, that's good um, oh, so is that our stun on Bernard right. one, one more thing one more thing I kind of like oh. discussing uh, Osborne Cox rum covered we need to talk about that, Tarek. Oh, I Did didn't even that? notice it. Did you not? Oh, man. Oh, shit. So the scene, um, you see him drinking rum and coke kind of throughout the film. That's his back. Yeah. And the, when he goes... That's the first thing he goes to. That's the first get, cupboard that he goes to, yeah. Yeah, he says, I don't have a fucking drinking problem. And he goes back and drinks. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's when, you know how he gets kicked out because his wife fucking mm. serves him divorce papers and he ends up on his boat. And he's... he's um, I can't remember what... Yeah, it's right after the conversation with his bank. So he knows he's been cleaned out. So he picks up an axe and he storms back to the house. Remember this? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So he's, he's, he's storming back to the house. He goes straight to his rum cupboard and makes himself a rum and coke and it opens up. It's got like Maker's Mark, uh, <sighs> Mount Gay. He's even got some <laughs> Contro in there. And right. Yeah, so then he makes that and he goes down to the basement and that's where he finds uh, Jenkins. Uh-huh. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm gonna to have to go back and have a have a quick look at see what rums he I what rums he's got and, you might, and then you maybe, maybe samples. Well. May well spot more. Um mm. you know what I, I think as, as long as he's got Havana in there, three year old. At some point at some point this year we need to just watch it again. If it come if you ever see it, if it ever comes across your kind of mm. Netflix timeline or suggested, you just say, you know what? going to do it and I will I will wager yeah that you'll enjoy it more the second time right right I will say that I will say that I agree mm-hmm. with everything you've said I'm, I'm on board it's not one that I would recommend to anybody really because it's such a risk because you want your recommendations to be fucking immense <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> you, you do and if, yeah, and if I recommended this to somebody and they, and they came back and went Fucking burn after it. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> <laughs> Never listen to you again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unless I just really want to piss them off. <laughs> oh, I've done that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a big date night coming up. What's your own? Yeah, watch a film where everybody's cheating on each other and it doesn't even mean anything. Yeah, go. Burn after you. Burn your So... As always with me, I'm deliberating over two because I'm very good at making decisions. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure if you have... I'd prefer a movie that you've not seen to something that you've seen, um, obviously. So the first one, I would say, is just out. Um, I think it's on DVD now, so I'm not sure the best way... To, place to watch it Tenant so yeah. I have seen that have you seen it so I mean it's, it's just been it's been uh, the people that I know that have went and seen it or watched it they've just said that it's far too complex for them to even try and tell you what it's about so that's what's kind of got me thinking this would be good for us three to sit down and try and work out what the <laughs> fuck is going on with Tenant if it's really that bad. Because Chris Nolan, he does like his time timeline traveling, yeah, jumping, mm-hmm. um, mumbo jumbo. So that could be quite a good one for us to go straight into. Also, the other one, um, I got asked uh, Brandon what. <laughs> What movie he would suggest, and he went with Nightcrawler. Ooh, so very good. Is that a good one? Yeah. Yeah. So Nightcrawler, Con Man, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Con Man, desperate for work, enters into the world of LA crime journalism, and he blurs the yeah. lines between serving and participant. Because they call them stringers, and there are people like night owls that. Um, uh, they have a souped-up car, uh, loads of cameras, uh, tripods, microphones, and they take uh, they buy a like a police scanner, uh, and that's what they do. And they go out. There's actually a Netflix documentary about that real life work. 
Yeah, uh, it's Sean. Nightcrawler. It's called Sean the. No, no, it's called Sean the Dark. Um, mm. that's uh, that's a real life one, but this is kind of like a more uh, serious kind of movie. But that that um, season there, like that's excellent too, and it's all about like a race to because they sell it to the news stations, and then that's how they get their the job. That's how they get paid their commissions. So you've yeah, seen both of them, Das. I've been a string. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've been paid to be a stringer. It's 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 a kind of journalism term. You just get sent out on a fucking on a job, you know, like a mm. one one off basis sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, be self employed. They'll just be a stringer for various different things. Um, that sounds good. We'll get your journalistic background on it, then. I like this, and Darren seems to be a bit more enthusiastic about this one as well. So yeah, yeah, I think I think we'll go late. Nightcrawler then. Yeah, yeah, happy days. That brings yeah, in I, might a... watch, I might just watch Tenant and try and um, describe it to you next week. <laughs> oh, in two Are weeks. we saying Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I've Gyllenhaal. always said Gyllenhaal, so, yeah. Brings Jake Gyllenhaal into the, into the crusty universe for the first time, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I like about him. I like, I like Jake. Except we'll just call him Jake. Except when Leah, Leah took me to a certain film where he's kissing men. Wasn't so fond of him that time. No, just because you couldn't stand up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why would that make you not fond of him? <laughs> Your dad had to do the talk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at, Dan? <laughs> you want to explain the talk to our female viewers <laughs> or listeners sorry I was just laughing because you're laughing <laughs> no, you're, you're funny laugh that's all <laughs> yeah, cheers mate <laughs> <laughs> I'll let them find out in, in my, my defence um, that was good what 10-12 years ago that came out and what's that how's that a defence <laughs> no, because I'm a different personal man. I've grown. I've grown. It's, it's all character development. Yeah. Okay. You're not the same person you are when you were fucking 22. 10 years ago, 22. 14 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just reminding me that I'm turning 20 this year. Ooh. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you exactly what it was. 2005. <sighs> I've still never seen that. 17 years ago. 17 years ago. So, there, yeah. So, you were really trying your best to get into Leah's pants. That's almost half my life. Yeah, I would watch anything. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, let's go and see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, two guys, say. two cowboys. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> would, would you watch that again? Did you go I've back? never watched it. You never watched it? No, no, no. Would you watch no, it? I wasn't, try- I wasn't trying to get into people's pants at that point in time. Would you watch it? Um, yeah, I would watch it, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Stand up after it. <laughs> okay. On that fucking bombshell. <laughs> 
on, on knowing that Tarek Amon's gay porn and be absolutely comfortable standing up. <laughs> if this is something you like hearing and want to hear more of, please don't keep it a secret. We know it's good shit, but a little feedback goes a long way. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, uh, and smash that share. like button on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought we were going attached. to be... I never thought we were going to be the hit the shares ma- shares button, smash that like. But let's smash fucking do it. Link. Smash it. Smash it. Smash it. <laughs> also, I didn't even. Oh, actually, I've got a mother-in-law story as well. Yeah. I will save it for next week. I'll save it. For save next it. Next episode. Uh, next episode. We've got into the habit. Yeah, because um, she might still be doing the same thing. <laughs> Taking your ass at the steps. No, oh, no, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, another thing is, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I, I can't imagine there's too many other things called Krusty out there. So just search Krusty. I'm sure we'll be in the first one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> last one to you, gentlemen. Good night. I'm, um, I think I'm going to go for a run. 